We're off and running for another week here on the Talking Ponies podcast, coming to you live from the luxurious Los Ponies studios deep inside Los Alamos Racecourse. And we had a, a week for the ages, Curtis, as far as everything that was going on. Yes. Our picks didn't do so well, but uh, there was a few nice selections, most notably across town from yourself. But uh, did you get to recover now? That the week is, is in the rearview mirror. Oh my God! After all the all American fraternity <laughs> trials and derby trials, and and then going through you know the whole Los Al cards of the weekend, uh, I'm lucky I got a little time to relax during the week, and I'm fully recovered now, ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be a kind of a mellow week compared to last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking ahead, one week ahead, uh, the weekend of September second and third, Go Man Go, Grade One Go Man Go, will be. Competing here, Los Al. We still don't know how the field will shape up, but I think it's going to be a very important great uh, go man go because that's probably where he's asked for fire is going to come back. Yeah. He skipped the uh, Bank of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably when he's, where he's going to come back. And if everything aligns, I think towards the end of the year, once we get close to the Champion of Champions, I think the go man go might hold the berth to the Champion of Champions. Uh, it's not an official avenue towards the Champion of Champions. But usually one or two defections that decline the invitation or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think the Go Man Go could be the next spot that picks up a berth. Yeah, we always have a few berths from out of state. Uh, people will decline. So they revert back uh, to the Go Man Go and then to the Z Wing Griffin Director's Trials. I think we're going to see all the big stars uh, come back out. I'm expecting to see uh, He's a Dash of Fire. Yeah. Uh, probably zooming for Spuds will mm-hmm. be in there. Um, LD is back, who, yeah. who ran well, mm-hmm. uh, ran that good second to He's Dash Fire. Uh, I think uh, should be back in there, and uh, you never know. We might see uh, Holder hostage yeah. uh, come right back. It's a little short, uh, but maybe he, he'll be in there uh, with that berth up for grabs, uh, possibly to the Champion of Champions. So uh, it'll definitely be a race to watch. All right, so that's uh, that's next week. Let's, uh, let's rewind the tape and um, talk about last week's out-of-town picks. And a big, uh, a big round of applause going on to you. Thank you. You were Thank able to, you. you were able to connect. You went two for two. Yes. Two for two, Ridoso. Both of the picks won, and both of them got bit down a little bit, but in the end, they they pulled it off. You know, I think we're just going to have to assume that anytime we give a horses out of Riodoso or some of the the quarter horse tracks, you know, with the smaller pools, they're just going to get bet down. But you know, we try and uh, pick horses that are going to be against some other good runners. That way, you know, we're not getting bet down super heavily. But, uh, yeah, I got flash and roll um, in the fraternity trials. Uh, I think went off three to one. And then we got dashing under a full moon on uh, Sunday in the derby trials. So it was it was good results for both of your selections. In my case, uh, it didn't do so good. I, Don't be so hard on yourself. I think I got a third and a second. And, uh, you know, you, you don't have to lie for me for this, but uh, for the listeners. Before that show, there were two alternate selections that I was thinking about, and uh-huh. they both won. We're talking oh. about that that big uh, the big cell topper that raced in race one. Yes, that uh, one. A galaxy. And, but, but I told you I don't want to make that one the lock because that one's gonna get overbet. Yes. And you went off at like a, a very fair two to one. Yeah, uh, that was we were talking about it before. He was the uh, three hundred thousand dollar purchase, mm-hmm. but. Uh, he had been scratched before in trials, so I think people were having some reservations. But yeah, if you would have went with that one, you would have connected. And of course, in the race that actually went off, went on in in the Derby trials, the second the, on Sunday, 
the the horse we we know all too well came back and and won. Um, Stevie B. Uh, what was it? What's his name? Oh, the Vickery yeah, horse. Uh, uh, Scoopy's. Scoopy Jess. Scoopy Jess. Scoopy Jess. Scoopy yeah. Jess. That was the other horse I was considering, yes. and that one upset my other pick. So sometimes when you zig, you zag. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 your pick, uh, Sarah, just fine. V yeah. almost got oh, up, and man. that was against uh, the heavy hitters in there. Susie returns and some other ones. It's you only just, lost by a head, and you were rallying. On, I, I so. thought he. I thought. Uh, I thought that horse was going to get up in the yes. final strike. Just when, because that horse is more of a late striding kind of horse. Mm-hmm. Once he really got into that rhythm, uh, just ran out of ground. Yeah. No. Su- no shame in that. No. One. Susie returns uh, off the board, right? Yeah, I think uh, what we talked about before just running in so many fraternity trials i mean it's hard to fire time after time and this of course was the the 440 yard distance the longest one and she just uh weakened there at the end and uh no good on that one well the story coming out of regoso is Josue ponce yes has been given the exit door after uh, a stellar weekend he went four for four on sunday uh he qualified three i believe but you know some uh, reports said uh he was two of them were vanned off oh the coppers came and they said, Josue, it's time to go. The horses will be allowed to run back in the finals, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as him, uh, he is no longer at Riodoso. I hear. And the whole, the whole thing from what I read was basically the horse didn't look all that well after the race, a yeah. lot of his runners. So, you know, Riodoso Downs is trying to, trying to clean up mm-hmm. trying to clean up the grounds. They, they announced it before the season, and, uh, you know, they, they didn't like what they but they saw, and obviously they they pointing towards the exits. But the horses will be allowed to come back, race yeah. in the finals. Uh, I think even even if you qualify, and let's say you don't make it to the gate, the horse scratches, and you still get paid for tenth, I believe, right? I think that's how it works. Yeah, uh, there they don't have um, the system uh, like Losal has, where uh, they kind of hold it out to see if anyone bad tests. Uh, the next fastest qualifier will go in. Uh, Riodoso, you get the the last place money. All right. So we'll keep uh, tabs on those that news story as it develops. We're just a week away, a week away from the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, years flying by. Yeah, I mean it's hard to believe that already um, all of the Riodoso trials are going to be done, and here we're going to have a lot of these horses shipping in for uh, Golden State Million and uh, two million here at Los Al. And uh, you know, it, we're starting to see more more new names as far as barns and and horses shipping out west to los al uh, a lot of them in support of the cleaner racing yep uh, the more strict standards of testing and that's that's good news we're starting to see new names through the entry box new new trainers new yep. new connections uh knocking on wood hopefully in the next few months we'll start to see some new names in the training ranks as well yep. that's always good if we can get more horse on the grounds that means bigger fields and bigger purses yeah i think i just read where um texas has joined uh, a lot of other uh, quarter horse tracks in which they're banning clombuterol mm-hmm. in the upcoming future. So, uh, like we've said before, that's a kind of a one of the performance enhancing drugs that's plagued quarter horse racing. And uh, we have another track on board uh, with the ban of clombuterol there. All right. So that uh, hopefully that that gets us pointing in the right direction. Uh, and let's take a look at Saturday's program here at Los Alamitos, where we're going to have a nine race program to uh, complete the. The middle part of the weekend on Saturday, a very good allowance to end the night there with a couple of past stakes quality type of runners and uh, one horse that we've we've kind of picked before has kind of been in the mix of things. 
and that one is going to be just Hawk as the 8 to 5 Morgan favorite. So we'll talk more about that race when we get there. Let's kick off the card with uh, Thurbridge going four and a half here. Conditional claimers, $2,500 is the claiming tag. Field of six, who'd you pick in here? You know, this looks like my dad's race to lose. Yeah, he's got he's got three entered, uh -huh. and, and they're all drawn on the outside. Did here. you ask him which ones? Which ones? Uh, no, I'm, you know I'm not going to get a straight answer. <laughs> yeah, he'll just tell me they're all going to uh, triple dead. Uh, yeah, we're all going to dead heat. We're all in it to win it. Yeah. So I uh, ultimately was choosing between the five and the six um, out of my father's horses here, and I went with a horse that I, I think is going to be a more reliable pick for me, and I went with the five, Louder California, uh, okay. with Edward uh, Rojas Fernandez mm -hmm. aboard. Has been right there the last three starts with one win and, and two seconds and has been really competitive at this level. I like that the horse doesn't need the lead to win. So I think if this one can just sit off maybe the six, one and two, who I think will probably go into the front, it should sit a good trip to overtake him in the stretch. All right, so you're going with the five loud in California. I'm going with the other one, the six, our cat can scat towards the outside. Uh, I think Vinny's going to be hard sent out of the gate from this outside post. Uh, I think if you, if you can show a little bit, she can show a little bit that back class and the back speed. She's the horse to beat. So I'll pick her on top from that outside draw. I think the five, Louder California, is the main threat. I do that, have the five for second. I like that. Like you said, she doesn't need the lead, but can go to the pit, to the lead if no one wants it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she's going to be sitting in a prime spot to kind of rally them down the stretch. So I'll go six, five, and then the one, Allen's baby for Tercio Limon here. Juan Sanchez, last time out, comes out of the same effort as Loudon, California. Uh, was third in that in that effort. Now third start off of a brief uh, brief layoff. I like that uh, Juan Sanchez stays aboard for uh, you know a barn that doesn't send out lots of runners, but they've been hitting the board with with all of the pretty much all of the runners that they've been sending out. So uh, I'll go six, five, and one here in race number one. Uh, for third place, I went with the two Lady of Fire for. Uh kelly mcdade here last time i think kelly made all the difference on this horse uh getting the weight break and just really woke up last time i really think that it's probably an all or nothing type for this horse i think it's either gonna win or it's gonna be nowhere uh, but i'm just banking on that weight break really helped this horse uh, come alive there and uh dueled all the way around and just drew clear in the stretch so i'm gonna go five six two all right five six two for you i'll go six five one Hey, you're going with the Long Beach area code. Shout out to all my Long Beach people. 562. <laughs> 562 area code right there. All right, race number two. Four and a half furlongs there. Uh, conditional claimers. Claiming price of $5,000. So you have to pony up a little bit more money to claim one of these runners. Field of six. Who'd you pick on top? You know, I wasn't really thrilled with a lot of the horses in here. I thought it was a pretty tough race. You know, it was a mixed bag of horses. You know, coming up from the maiden level and then horses dropping down. So I went for a little bit of an upset here. Oh, so we did not we did not agree. I was almost trying to guess who you went with, but no, we did not agree. Yeah, I, uh, who did you think I would have went with? I think you would have gone for the three coming out of the, coming out of that cow dog race. You know, uh, I I just really don't think that, that they know completely what they want to do with this horse. That's okay. why I didn't pick it. It's just you know going to the daytime. It's moving up and down in level. So that's why I didn't really like the three, but. I went with a little price, the four. Nana's oh, rule okay. here, first time for John My Cooper. second choice, yeah. Uh, I like this horse's win two outs back, even though it was a maiden victory. I just really like the way this horse accelerated around the turn. And then it steps up, and it did have to go against Cowdog and the runner to the inside, Diamond Proof. But I think it was just a little bit of class shock for this one. But if Cooper can improve this horse 
and it can accelerate again like it did on the turn there. I think it'll be pretty tough and have a good price. All right, so you're going with the four on top, six to one on the morning line. I do, I do agree, agree with the analysis. I like the win two starts back, and that's why I have the four Nanos rule as my second choice. But I did pick Diamond Proof on top. I thought just coming out for that second place finish behind Cowdog. Did Cowdog get claimed or no? No, we still have that Ooh, one. Ooh, another ace up to sleep there yeah. with Cowdog. Uh, Diamond Proof was three and, a, three and a half lengths clear of the third place finisher. Cowdog was met well that night, got the job done there uh, as the betting favorite. And uh, Efren Hernandez finished a well clear second. So I respect that effort. Now second time back over the nighttime mobile could be beneficial. So uh, I'll go three, four, and then the six there for third. Uh, you know, the sixth horse here, Foxy Driller for Elmer January. Eric Garcia, even seventh last time out, but that was off of the first local start coming in from uh, Northern California. Uh, I think this horse is going to improve second time over the track. Drawn towards the outside could be, be beneficial as well. Uh, so I'm looking for Foxy Driller to show a little bit of improvement. So I'll go three, four, and six. I went four, five, six. Uh, only runner we didn't talk about was uh, Sugar... Sugar at Sundown, yeah, sugar at number five horse, uh, the second entrant for trainer Jesus Mendoza, dropping down from the uh, daytime oval to from five or twelve five to the five thousand dollar level, and was in the lead and, and stayed fairly close throughout. That was at a mile distance, but I'm hoping that just the drop in class, and I don't think there's too much speed in this race uh, that I'm worried about. The six is probably going to wake up, so the five really has to hang in there to the inside of Foxy Thriller. But maybe just the class drop can get this one to the winner circle. All right, so I'll go three, four, six. Four, five, six. All right, race number three. We got quarter horse and thoroughbreds going to 870 yards, but I don't think there's no, there's not a quarter horse in this field. So it's just strictly thoroughbreds. There's no quarter horses, but there is Ooh. a lock of the night in this race. A lock of the night coming up in race number three, 870 yards, like I mentioned, and. If you look at the top to bottom, I can make a case for maybe four of these runners. Four out of these seven runners are a very strong case. And these are the, the races where I like to take a shot. And I'm going towards the outside. The lightly race horse, streaking statement, who made a statement last time out by winning pretty easily there, uh, was able to loom, chase, uh, chase, the speed, chase, chase the speed, excuse me, loomed around the turn and just went home easily there, stopping the clock in 45.83. I like the improvement from the first out to the second out. I think this horse had plenty left in the tank. So there's a couple of class droppers here coming into this this race. But I think the seven is uh, is on the come up. Lightly race. Four to one on the morning line. I'm loving the price. Vinny Bednar jumps aboard. Streaking statement by lock of the night. Yeah, for uh, my top pick here, I went with the number two. Autism Ooh. is here uh, for Marcia Stortz and Juan Sanchez. Horse has been running up north at Santa Rosa and Sacramento. Also recently raced here in the daytime and just has been a, a real uh, bullet from the gate, has been strong throughout, only lost by a head at, at a stronger level. So is dropping down in class here, first time at Los Al. And I've seen runners like this uh, come from Marcia Storks, and they usually fire pretty well. Uh, I'm not uh, too concerned about it being first time at Los Al, considering it had a start over here in, in the daytime. Uh -huh. But uh, I like the two here, and Juan Sanchez opts to ride this one instead of the five croissant. That's a horse that scares me. That's, uh, I have autism here uh, for second for owner Johnny Tabuada. Uh, Johnny's been having a solid solid summer. I think I've seen him win a race, I want to say, at Del Mar. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, you know, I, you know, whenever I see his name in the entry box, he's, 
usually ships them down, has a few horses here with a few trainers, and they usually uh, run pretty well. So I do respect the two there for second. Uh, and then for third, I'll go up to the five croissant here. Uh, shout out to all the croissant fans. I'm a big team croissant. <laughs> it's an underrated pastry. Uh, for second time off the claim, second time locally over this uh, over this track here. Stopped the clock in 46.05 last time out. Slight improvement makes this horse a legit contender in this field. So, uh, you know, Juan Sanchez does opt out to ride the other one. Uh, but, you know, that might mean a better price here for the five croissant. So I'll go... Seven two five with the seven being the lock of the night. Yeah, I went two five six. I went uh, for third. Get yourself home there with Kelly McDade first off the claim for Niccolo, hitting at a solid thirty percent. Uh, is it dropping uh, a bit down in class here? Uh, this was claimed in the daytime and finished a, a third and a second in the last two starts. Is going to have to keep the seven uh, to the outside. Uh, going to have to keep him at bay. Hopefully, he doesn't get crossed over, but. I think should get a nice stock, uh, stocking trip. We're just going to have to see if he can stay close enough first time at Los Al. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. A lot of these horses, you see the, that daytime form, we're just uh, just about 10 days away from the daytime season returning mm -hmm. here. So a lot of these, uh, you know, they might returning to run back over the daytime as well. So keep an eye on for a few of these runners. So 725, lock of the night here at the 7. And I went 256. All right. Race number four. The payoff leg of the early pick four, and this does begin the pick six. Field of eight lined up to go. Maiden claimers going 300 yards. 62.50 is the claiming price. By the way, speaking of claiming claimers, I seen a uh, walk with Jess got claimed away from you guys. Walk with Jess was claimed. The claim was voided, but the horse is sound, but he bled that oh, day. Okay. So uh, he got returned to us. And uh, we're probably just going to go right back in a in a ten claimer. But yeah, the horse is fine. Okay. Uh, he's just. Uh, I think his biggest problem is just uh, his mind. Yeah, <laughs> just he is. Whether he can run. He's got or a not. mind of his own. But yeah, I thought he should probably win that uh, last race. But uh, yeah, he just bled a little, yeah, so two, the horse we, came back to us. And, we can we can uh, we can blame it on the Bermuda Triangle of the two posts. Oh, uh, that wasn't. I think the, even when I had Wild Wonder, who we talked about last yeah. year. Um, God, I mean, I think we drew the two-hole like six out of eight races yeah, or something. something like that. Like I mean, that. It was just something stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just plagued with it right now. <laughs> I got to get away from it. All right, so let's let's pick a winner here in race number four. Like we've mentioned, 300 yards. Made in Claimer, 62.50. Who'd you pick on top? You know, I, I thought this was a pretty tough race. Uh, I'm not really thrilled with, uh, you know, the my top pick here, the eight personal Jess. I, I think there's a lot of horses with, with a lot of excuses that can be made. But the question is, if they do run a clean race, will it be good enough? But I ultimately went to the outside eight personal jest for Paul Jones. Uh, dropping down into a claiming tag first time, drops all the way down to the 62.50 level. And it goes from Ramon Sanchez to uh, the top dog, Jesus Ayala, and draws an outside post, which I think can be very beneficial in these maiden races where, as I said, uh, a, lot of, a lot of these horses are coming out of trouble. So hopefully we can get a clean trip from the outside. You got a lot of angles to work with. Drawing the outside. Second time off the layoff, first time up for a tag, first time Ayala, a 1240 workout before that last race that wasn't too bad for the level in 1240. So there's a lot of things to like from the eight on the outside. Uh, I have that horse for second. I went towards the inside. So we're going inside and outside. Okay. Flying, flying away, who almost upset the, the field there on debut at nine to one, finishing second by a nose, was uh, closing the gap late on the winner there and just ran out of ground. 1595 was, uh, was the clock in there. 
I like this. Uh, I like the way this Philly crossed the wire with energy. The Feldsbarn brings in brings this one right back at the same level. We know she can handle the the rail. She broke from the rail debut and finished well. So I'll give her another shot here, three to one along the inside. So I'll go one, eight, and then the four. La Romerita here for Jaime Gomez. Jose Nicasio stays aboard. Finished a good third last time out after stumbling at the start. Made up some ground. It finished okay there. Well behind the top two, but I thought it was encouraging uh, after that start. 16-12 uh, was a clock in. I think she can run much, much faster. So we'll see what this one can do second, second time off the layoff with the slight drop in class. So I'll go one, eight, and four. Yeah, I really like uh, the four La Romerita. I put uh, this horse in the second spot. I'm hoping just can finally uh, get a clean trip uh, like she did three outs back and she finished well, went 1601, but uh, possibly could have improved after that. But, you know, in the next start, stumbled and then stumbled again and brushed at the start. So I give that one a look in second. And then for a little bit of a price, I went with the, the five walking on clouds. First time off the claim for Jesus Nunez. I just have always liked this breeding of uh, walk through fire, but the mare I really like was Cloudy Cartel. And I'm thinking that if this one can get uh, just a clean start here, uh, went 16, 18, I think you're just going to have to break 16 seconds to yeah, really win this I race. Think I don't so. think it's going to take a tremendous time. So if they can step this one off first time off the claim, maybe a little upset. I think if you, if you go 15, 90, you'll win this race. Yeah. I think that's where the, the, the threshold is going to be. But it, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if the seven wins, if the two wins. I mean, this is a race that I could easily try to buy it and press the all button. Yeah. It all depends on how I'm going to map out the rest of the ticket. Uh, but I do have a lock in the early part of the card. So we'll see uh, We'll see what I can do once it comes towards pick four ticket time. So I'll go one eight four. Eight four five. All right, race number five. You can start a rolling pick three and a mid-card double here in race number five. Welcome, Marina High School class of 1978. Up to the races here at Los Alamitos, enjoying race number five. 300 yards, maiden claimers, 12.5 is the claiming price. Field of eight, is Foos Manchu the horse to beat on the outside, Curtis? Yeah, I went right back to the outside here. Uh, I thought this was a deserving favorite. The horse has been right there and really been knocking on the door in a couple of those starts and draws outside again. But if I just go back to the three uh, most recent starts, 15.75, 15.75, and a really nice clocking, but I think I don't think this horse is capable of repeating that time. It broke really well that night when it went 15.59. But I think if just can improve off these 15.75, should be good enough with a trouble clean start from the outside. I agree. We're, we're, we're getting chalky here in this in this race. We're, we agree on the outside, Fuzman Chu. You know, that second three starts back, La Candidata was, I think that's a Palomino. Yes. Is it? I think it is a Palomino. Yeah, Jaime Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. And she came back to win an allowance third time out so yeah uh she's uh she's a legit runner you know they can follow in, then fuzman chu following that one that up with a second and then the third behind that one a blue suit and frank team blue so uh i think the outside draw the drop in class makes one, this one the horse to beat so we'll stay chalky there with our top picks uh the main threat is probably gonna be the two here zion zima for chris odell jose nicasio a third and a second in both starts uh, showed improved the uh, gate speed last time out. Didn't get away to the best of starts, but showed nice nice acceleration when this one got into stride. So I'll give the, that one uh, a little bit better look now. Third time out. So I'll go 8-2, and then East of Eden, the 5. Who I think it's a horse that 
has shown flashes of talent at times, but doesn't tend to run consistently every single time. And that's been the, the question mark for this horse. But uh, there's some talent there. I think she's dropping in class for a tag. Uh, once again, could could be a, a little bit interesting in this spot. So I'll go eight, two, and five here in race five. Yeah, I went eight, six, two. Um, the only one we haven't talked about, the uh, number six, CMA Political Star. Uh, another one for Niccolo here. So I'm hoping he has a pretty good night. Uh, this horse is coming in from Grants Pass, in which just you know was no factor there in a Derby trial. But before that, uh, race two, good seconds there at Sundowns. But I went back, and uh, what sold me on this horse was the work on July yeah. 31st. Mm -hmm. thought it broke well and, and dueled with the inside runner and finished out well to win by a head. But I really liked the, the way this horse was moving late, and I think it's well spotted for the debut. Yeah, that one uh, gets Cruz Mendes up aboard for the first time, running under the lights here at for the first time for Nick Lowe. All right, I'll go 8-5. 8-6-2. All right, race number six, the start of the late pick four here. And uh, there's going to be a, a compact field of six. Going 300 yards, but a very competitive field of six because there's no horse higher than eight to one, and there's a few of them stuck between that three to one and that four to one type of price. So, very interesting field. Welcome to the friends of Orange County Funeral Directors. Could you could you go up here on top? I went to the inside, higher icon Ooh. for Valentin Zamudio. Uh, first time off the claim. Uh, we know how good Zamudio is right now. He's hitting at 28 percent. And last time out for Matt Fails, this horse went 15.57. I really like the way this horse was moving late. Even one from the, the two post, which makes it uh, even a much more braver race. <laughs> but uh, Zamudio claims this horse, steps it up a little, uh, has had some time with it, uh, been off since July 1st. So almost two months that they've uh, freshened this horse and probably got him ready to go. Uh, he's been competitive in the past and raced uh, well from along the rail. So I gave him the look in my top spot. And usually it's a good sign when. when Valentin Zamudio claims this one, keeps him in, in the in the benches for, for a month, mm -hmm. gets him used to to his to his type of style of training, and then comes back and raises him raises him up in price. Yes. Uh that's that's uh that's that's always a good sign. I'm gonna try to beat that horse. I'm I'm going to a horse that I picked before that has been knocking on the door and talking about the five I spot a cartel. The paint here for Monte Rosa. Shout out to Monte, one of our eight loyal listeners of the podcast. <laughs> Ayala has been awarded the last two starts, a second and a second going 100 yards. I don't think 100 yards, it's all he wants. I think mm -hmm. he's, he's more than capable of running uh, against uh, a little bit longer distances. Um, you know, I don't blame Monty for running 100 yards. Good allowance, good purses. Uh, this one has been knocking on the door. So uh, the stretch out to 300 yards doesn't worry me. I like the five posts here. I think this one can get away cleanly. So I'll pick the five. I spot a cartel on top. And then probably my long shot player of the night will probably be the three here, Indiana. Shout out to Caleb Keller, fellow Indiana native. I was on the podcast, what, five or six weeks ago? It's about time we have him yeah, back. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have Caleb back on the program shortly. But uh, this one, I always, you know, I always added this one to my stable to begin his, her career. She always showed a little bit of talent. Mm -hmm. uh, she's won two of 12. She's been in the mix against some tough company of late. Tough to figure, a legend in my time, still trying, ages on a smoke, uh, designs by Dynasty. So she's been knocking at the door against some tough, uh, some tough uh, type of claimers. I think slightly dropping to 16K uh, can make this one interesting at an 8 to 1. So I'll go 5, 3, and then CC Senior Perry on the outside for uh, Jorge Farias. Cesar Franco, second time, third time off the claim, excuse me. Looked good winning two starts back, and last time out, 
just didn't get, in, didn't get away all that cleanly going 100 yards. I think he wants longer. 300 yards might be might be the recipe. So I'll go 5, 3, and 6. Yeah, I went 1, 2, 6. Uh, for the second spot, I went with uh, Gerber Glass here for Jesus Nunez. A little bit of a price play here at 6 to 1. I just have, I've always liked the way this horse is finished. It's just a matter of, of whether the, he can get out of the gate or not. But it was finishing very well on uh, Cal Champions Night to worker and be quiet. Only lost by a neck there. Went 17.83. But we need a clean start. And then for third, the six-horse CC Senior Perry. Mm -hmm. uh, everything you said uh, before, I, I think if this horse runs back to the start two outs ago of 15.51, everybody's probably running for second, yeah. especially from an outside post. But I really think that one could be dangerous for the outside. But on top, I'm going to go with the one higher icon. So we talked to everybody except the four, and the four scares me too. So that that tells you what kind of feel we're. Yeah, the we're only reason I didn't pick the four was because uh, Zamudio. It's claimed off of Zamudio, yeah. and here Zamudio is claiming a ten thousand dollar horse stepping up to sixteen when Baymax Zamudio claimed for five and got him to the ten thousand dollar level. So that's my logic of uh, leaving him out. All right, that, that's going to be a tricky leg there. So I'll recap, I'll go 5-3-6. 1-2-6. All right, race number seven, we got quarter horses going 350 yards. Uh, field of six. Looks like a tricky field on paper, but you have a lock here? Yeah, this is going to be the lock of the oh, night. Wow. We're going to try and get this one home. Uh, a returning two-year-old from last year. So it's not now, the four. Nope. It's not the two. Nope. Wow. We have the day of the 2018 debut of Ed Burke Million Fraternity Qualifier, Samokin in the boys' yeah. room for one all of them. Uh, this horse had a, a big win in the Ed Burke trials last year, uh, won by a length and a quarter, and I, I really like the way this horse is finishing. And then in the final against KVN Corona, got knocked around and, and kind of lost all chance, but did take some money that night. Uh, it was only 8-1. to one. Alamon took the horse to Riodoso after that, went in the rainbow trials, and uh, – you know, lost all chance at the start, but then went in the All-American Fraternity Trials and finished a nice second, was, you know, right there the whole way against Flash Cannon, who's who's a pretty good runner. Been off, you know, over a year now. The work wasn't that good, but did scramble at the start, so I'm going to give him an excuse for that, but I really like the outside draw, and hopefully the freshening can get this horse into the winner's circle. Look, you're, you're talking about a horse, but was, first of all, the barn does well off the layoff. Uh, that's a barn that that's shown uh, more recently. Elicity came off a long layoff. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that one's right off two straight victories. Uh, Juan Alamon drawing the outside. Uh, just that that class of last year looks so good on paper. Look, they beat it third against Platke. Yes, and then came back and won second time out by a length and a quarter. Then faced KB and Corona J fire up chance to fire. So th I mean the the quality of this horse this horse uh, faced last time out uh, last year. Excuse me. Uh, is very legitimate, so I can see why you're making this one your lock of the night. Seven to two on more on the morning line. That's my second choice. My top choice is going to be the four, better than ever, for Scott Willoughby. I just love the the way she looked, winning two starts back, breaking the maiden, and then she just missed uh, by a head on California Breeders Champions Night in the debutante, uh, finishing third by a head at nine to one. Ayala jumps back aboard for Scott Willoughby and Ed Allred. I think that makes her the horse to beat. So I'll go four, six. And then the two, Political Candy, who made her local debut, his local debut, excuse me, a winning one last time out, winning at 5-2. to two. Drew the outside post that night, but got the job done and looked good there, crossing the wire. Gets an extra 20 yards to work with tonight, and I think that's going to be beneficial for this Colt. So 
I'll go four, six, two here. Yeah, I have the same numbers. I went uh, just a little different. Six, four, two. Uh, that four, uh, the 1547, two outs back, and then the way that she finished up uh, in that last race against Hard Headed Chick, who, who's a speedy runner. It's hard to run them down. And then I went with the two, Political Candy, and third for Mike Robbins. Usually uh, we see this, they get a little class relief mm -hmm. coming to Los Al for the first time running in a maiden race. Had to go against Papa's Paint, uh, VF Zeus, and Fly Baby Fly, who who are some of the best horses there in Rio Doso. So came here and got the job done first time. So I think definitely deserves a big look there in the third spot. So I went 6-4-2. That, that running line of the California Readers, David Tan, just brought a little bit of hurt to my heart. Chachula Chickadee, the lock of the night down nine, just a game second ahead behind hard-headed chick. So a little bit stinging there still after a couple of weeks. But how about this? A pair of Arkansas breads, the two and the six. Our Arkansas breads. You just notice that. Yeah, that's uh, something you don't You'll see, see every no. day in uh, in quarter horse racing. Let alone one. And and it is it's very good breed, especially on the two. A, yeah. a political candy, send candy power out of a political Jess. I mean, that's that's as good as it gets there for breeding wise. Yeah. But, so so definitely good that they're showing up. And uh, Los Al's kind of you know a, a, a real melting pot uh, for all the corners, whether it's. Uh, you know, the Intermountain yeah. races, you get them from Sundowns and Wyoming, Idaho, all that. And here we have Arkansas bread that yeah. shows up. And uh, both of them, both the two and the six also will be wearing Flipping Hunters. So a little bit of a common, common factors there for both the two and the six. All right. Your lock of the night. Coming to race over the six, smoking, uh, smoking in the boys' room. Race number eight. There's two races left. You know what time it is, Curtis. The Late Daily Double. And a very good lady, Late Daily Double here to end the card. Field of eight in race number eight, 300 yards, quarter horses, straight maidens. Field of six, no, field of eight, excuse me. Who'd you pick here? I think a horse that we've all been waiting to debut the, yeah. the entire year, but beware the price on this yeah, one. Yeah, this one is going to get bad just because of the name. Yes, uh, Burgart's been uh, releasing it on Twitter already. Uh, when Ed Burgart talks, people listen. <laughs> but I went with the six. She's a dash of fire. Nope. Uh, two to one here, Jose Flores, Cruz Mendez. You know, the full sister to He's a Dash of Fire has been uh, having a work tab throughout the year, which we usually don't like to see. But I'm guessing they're just pointing towards uh, Golden State Million and, and the uh, Los Al 2 million. But that last uh, work on August 4th just looked really well. It was a solo work, but stumbled and, and broken at the start. But I thought excelled really nicely, and Cruz Mendez didn't even move a muscle. And she looks pretty tough here in the eight. I, I was very pleased with that workout because back in April, uh, I seen that workout of 1230 mm -hmm. when I was doing work and analysis for the, the horse that she was working against. And I actually searched the name of the other horse. And when I pull up the video, it tells you who's who's uh, the workmate. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? This is he says fires. And I wasn't all that wowed with that 1230 workout. But then you can see she's matured. She yes. looked much better in the latest workout back on August 4th. So uh, I do agree. She's going to be – there's no way she's going to be two to one. No. Just because of the name, the connections, and all that. Uh, she's going to be heavily favored here to win her debut in race number eight. Picked her on top again. On top as well, excuse me. Uh, the main threat, I think, is going to be the four. Walk on by Blues here for Jimmy Glenn and Ed Allred. Cesar Franco jumps aboard for the first round. Cesar Franco has been having a couple of solid weeks yes. the last couple of weeks. He's, he, been, he's really making a name for himself yeah, right he's, now. Uh, he's picking up a good mount, and he's riding well. So uh, third last time out, got moved up for second. After a DQ, and uh, she's she's showing a little bit of talent in pretty much all of 
her last three starts. So we'll see if she can improve here, breaking from post number four. And then a bit of a price, the eight horse. Why not dash? Coming in from Sandy. Uh, qualified to the bitter route there. Finished ninth in a field of 10. Didn't even, didn't, doesn't seem like this one really fired that day. So we'll draw a line through that effort. And if you just focus on the first two starts here at LaSalle back in May, the third and the second behind Demi Moore, that's it's not too bad. So I'll go six, four, and eight here in race number eight. Yeah, I went six, seven, four. Uh, if the seven doesn't run well, I'm going to blame this one on the chart caller <laughs> at Sandy Downs because two outs back, this horse went 1759 for 350 yards. And then the eight, why not dash? Uh, just a few days later, or it was it was a month later. I'm sorry. Yeah. But at 350 yards, went 1859. Yeah. So that's a, a full that's a second. second difference. Yeah. And there's no change to the track condition. Yeah. So that's why I went uh, to the seven for second here. And that's that's saying that even look at it, it even said there was a headwind for yeah. Celine. And then the thing I didn't like on why not dash, it was a fast track, but the comment was dislike going. Yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't know what to make of it. Exactly. The horse has done well at Low South. Yeah, that was my main takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, and we have seen uh, Monty send horses uh, up there, and then they come back uh, when they've already been at Low South, and they come back to run well. But I just uh, went off this time difference here for the seven Estein for uh, Danny Montes. Uh, he does really well with the first time trainer angle. It's a short sampling, but he is forty three percent. But uh, this horse was competitive out of state. Uh, was second and then ran in the pot of gold fraternity and finished a third there and just comes in here for Danny Montes. Hopefully he can get this horse rolling with Jonathan Roman aboard. All right. So recap, she's as a fire looking like the horse to beat. I'll go six, four, eight, six, seven, four. All right. Race number nine. The last race on the card here on the Saturday night program. Very good allowance to end the night field of seven going to post 350 yards and allowance. And a very good field lined up. Who'd you pick on top? I went with the horse that's getting a, a little bit of class relief here, uh, considering what he has been facing. I went with the three flash ah, and blink. So you're so, off the Jess Hawk bandwagon. Uh, yeah. We were on it together just two or three starts ago, right? Yeah. If uh, flash and bling wasn't in here, I probably would have went with Jess Hawk. Okay. But I think uh, flash and bling's kind of on the same level Jess Hawk is, and she just hasn't been able to get it done against those horses. So, I went to uh, the three flash and bling on top here. His last uh, win at 400 yards went 1990. You know, that's a pretty good time, but beat horses that have come back to run well and renewed and could tell a deli. I just like the this horse is getting a little bit of class relief. Has one at the 330-yard distance, a little shorter here, but in case you were thinking maybe uh, he was only, you know, 400 yards and up, uh, has put up a time of 1685 there. So I think... Just as long as this horse breaks with Jess Hawk, can outkick her in the end. And that's the thing. I, I imagine how the race is going to unfold, and that's why I'm tossing the three because I'm trying to beat the three because I, I thought I wanted to see a little bit more energy last time out past the wire. Okay. I didn't really see it, but then again, it was 440 yards. So uh, so I'll draw a question mark on the three. Uh, we'll probably try to beat that one in, in the pick threes and pick fours. I uh, picked Jess Hawk on top. Good second behind thermonuclear energy last time out. I think thermonuclear energy broke probably the best she's ever breaking, or at least one of the best breaks she's ever had, and she was just, they were not beating her that night. Uh, she looked strong going 400 yards, and Jess Hawk was a, a pretty game second there behind that runner. So I'll pick Jess Hawk on top. Uh, by the way, 
you see the the jockey name here from Mike Robbins, Jesus Salazar. Yes, that was uh, when we were talking about new uh, new names coming yeah. in. You think uh, he's taking over the role of Oscar Peinado? I think uh, he is named on a couple on Sunday. One isn't Mike Robbins, but one is. So I'm thinking that he's going to be the new stable rider for yeah. Robbins. So good to see new names here coming to Los Al. So we we'll see uh, how Jesus Salazar does. Uh, I'm imagining he's uh, he's been riding in Redoso, New Mexico. Yeah, um, I think he was actually named at Prairie Meadows Prairie? today. Okay, but jock change. Yeah, which means I think he packed up his tack. Yeah, and he's moving out here to Los Al. Cool. So uh, we wish him the best of luck. All right, so uh, good luck to Jesus Salazar here on Flash and Bling. Like I mentioned, Jess Hawk on top for me. A bit of a price for second, the seven. My favorite check for John Cooper and Ron Hartley. Uh, this is a horse that has pretty good consistent form. Uh, has won 5 of 25 with 8 seconds and 8 thirds. Draws the outside. Uh, we know this horse can handle 350 yards. Has been knocking the door against strong allowance companies and kind of middle stakes type of uh, company line. So I like the I like the consistency. I like the outside draw. I think that could be a, a good price there on the outside. And then the one, Elicity, who has done pretty much nothing wrong in the last two starts. A couple of wins for this Juan Alamon trainee. Uh, we know 350, 400, and even 440 is well within her striking range. Uh, we see that breeding, apolitical jest, out of flaming flash. Uh, that's just true and true Juan Element breeding right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now the, this four-year-old mare has racked up five wins and 17 starts. Uh, I think she could be uh, interesting at a price as well. So I'll go four, seven, and one. I went three, four, one. Ooh. Yeah, so we, we agree on a couple of uh, uh, underneath runners there with the one Elicity. Yeah, I think the one, uh, you know, like you were saying before, we, we knew she could go the longer distances, but what sold me on her uh, in this race was the two uh, wins recently here at the 300-yard distance in 1544 and 1545. Those are, are pretty rapid, and I, I was actually pretty surprised that she repeated that effort, so that's why I put her in third here. All right, that's the card here for Saturday night, Saturday night at Los Alamitos. Hopefully, we, we'll pick a few winners. Special shout-out to Janet Van Berger. She was here at Los Al for John Deere Challenge Night. Uh, she stopped by the set, said hello. She's always been uh, very supportive of the work I put out. So uh, always good to see her in town. She's uh, eagerly awaiting for the championships in November. Of course, she, she was a California native way back when. Yeah. Uh, she's got a lot of family here. And I, I also seen she made her way down to Del Mar, I believe, for a meeting down there. And said hello to some family. But she was in and out, quick trip. Yeah. And uh, the countdown is on. Challenge, Bank of America Challenge Championships, November 17 here in Los Angeles. Yeah, that was one thing. Uh, I've always been wanting her to come up so she could see the camera system. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we could get them implemented around the country uh, i think it's just uh, a great thing for all the handicappers to have uh, especially um one thing ed burgart and i say is any track that runs a grade one for yeah. quarter horses we think uh should have the camera system so kind of trying to get it to go through uh, i know it's probably hard to coordinate yeah. uh to govern over each individual track and mm -hmm. have them put it in but uh yeah that's something that i'm trying to get in her ear about but uh yeah, she's uh, already proven she's uh, made some good changes for the sport. Shout out to Janet. Janet, next time you're out here, I'm going to try to get you up to the press box so you can yes. see the cameras that, that Curtis has. <laughs> she even said uh, that she had seen me. I, I had never even met her uh, before, but she was like, oh, I, I remember you when you would run around Los <laughs> when you were a kid. I was like, oh, my God, that's what everybody says. I'm yeah. like, here, I don't even remember. 
<laughs> people because uh, she had, I think, um, she had already moved out of state by then and uh, was training uh, at the other places. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can get her back in here. Fin- finally, get a, a proper meeting. And uh, speaking of AQHA, uh, I'm now a voter in the AQHA yes. poll, national poll. That's a great honor. So uh, I, I thank you to AQHA for an invitation. So I'm now voting weekly on the top 10, three-year-olds and older, and two-year-olds and three and up poll that you can see at aqha.com. So I'll be keeping a lot closer tabs on how some of the runners do from out of state. Now, do they send you, uh, how do they send you like a, an email, a packet of which horses are up, or do they send you top money? I've never really understood, you know, how, how the process, there's a lot of races. There's a lot. Track exactly. I mean, so, you're talking about all the country yeah. or, uh, all the horses around the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, even some Canadian runners, Mexico yeah. runners, stuff like that. So, so um, I, I, for my very first poll, I did a lot of research. So the, I think the very first time you vote is a lot of important because then you set your guidelines of what you think the current top 10 looks like for you, in your opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that. Then after that, it's a lot easier to keep track because you got your top 10. So then you just adjust. So I keep track. Uh, I try to do the stakes recap. Every stakes that was run pretty much that prior week. Okay. Try to look it up. If there's a replay, I'll look at the replay. And then I'll try to gauge by, you know, the class level, what kind of uh, rivals that were involved, and then, of course, the time. But mostly getting that first pull out of the way gives you a guideline because then you can be like, all right, I had this horse second last week. Did he run? Did he not run? Did someone below run and improve? So, yeah, it's a lot to keep track on, but I'm honored to just, uh, be a small, small boulder in that group. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Uh, <laughs> another question: Are you one when if you see much like the consensus? If you see a horse that you picked but nobody else voted for, does that sway your vote at all, or do you stick by uh, you stick by your guns? No, I, I think at this point you you gotta you gotta stick with your opinion because yeah. you know it's easy to get swayed back and forth. But I think if once you get a, a good opinion of what you think a horse is running, mm-hmm. I think you you gotta. That's why you're voting. If not, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be very beneficial, I guess. Yeah. Uh. So I think uh. You know you you, you give respect where it's due, and then you try to give an opinion of where you think a, a horse lands per se in the top ten. So, uh. But then again, you know I, I want to say. I still have waiver down first. Okay. Looking at the polls. Yeah. Um, so a waiver down and MMM uh, four in the morning are flip flopping for me yeah. back and forth week to week. It's always tricky right now in this time yeah. because we're kind of have a break in our fraternity uh, season at the moment, and then all of a sudden you know Rainbow and uh, All American pop up, and that, yeah. that's two right in a row for MM four in the morning yeah. that that could go in his favor mm-hmm. or against him, yeah. and then. We have to wait a little bit till Golden State Million and the two million. To give you an example, I have a horse that hasn't run in a while, pretty high up, and I'm talking about Wicked Affair. Okay, uh, yeah. I have that horse pretty high up. Uh, we'll probably see him in action a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, you know, in quarter horse racing is very, it's also very tricky to vote because you got horses that are running trials. So like, do you do you, let's say a horse runs giant on trials night? Do you give that one the same respect, even though he's just demolishing an easy trial group yeah. and qualifying to the final? Or do you give respect to a horse that actually competed in a final and did good before? So it's very tricky. So it, it's it's very 
it's very individual opinion, I guess. Okay. Uh, I tend to to wait until a horse proves it to me in a final uh, before really jumping them up and and as far as national top ten points go. So there's some horses that really look giant on trials night. Yes. Uh, so I I still wait and I want to see what they perform in against the final type of group. So, but I'm just dipping my toes in the water yet. I'm yeah. just a few weeks in. No, I I, I think that's awesome because uh, we've said before we follow uh, the races all around the country. Uh, I don't think a lot of the time you probably have to. Uh, be sent an email saying okay this was the stakes recap yeah. uh, unless it was you know some of the smaller tracks I, I can understand but i mean we pretty much keep track of yeah. uh, louisiana texas mm-hmm. new mexico uh you know prairie meadows all all these tracks uh we, we pretty much stay on top of it so i think it's pretty good that yeah. you're on the committee now. so um and another topic i don't i don't know we talked about this on the podcast i know we talked about it on twitter a lot but did we ever really say congrats to ed burger for staying another year I don't no, think we I don't talked think about, so. I don't think we talked about it. I I couldn't believe it that we had uh, teased a big surprise yeah. on the podcast, yeah. but uh, I, I don't think we we had any idea that it was going to be at Burghardt for a, for another year. Yeah, so we, uh, you know we have we have to we have to thank Mrs. Burghardt for this went of through course. Mrs. Burghardt. I mean this this had to be approved by her. Yeah. Uh, so Mrs. Burghardt, thank you for allowing Edward to just yep. hang out with the boys yeah. for another year. Because that's basically it. He comes in, hangs out with us, yeah. chit-chats in the press box, and goes and does his thing upstairs. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun. He, you know, He's the, the guru. Whenever yeah. uh, we have an opinion, we, we like to hear uh, what Ed's uh, opinion is on it. Yeah. Uh, he's always one of the first people to hear about uh, the goings-on around Los Sal, yeah. any horses coming in, any big news around the track. And he, he tricked us. Because remember that day yes. we were trying to figure out? We're like you're you're gonna be our in- investigator, Ed. Yes. Because there's something going on, and, and <laughs> Professor G won't tell us. Very good poker. And face. The, yeah, and I I told him you're our you're our investigator. Let us know what happens. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I've got to figure it out. But this time it was a hundred percent done that it, like he was gonna stay another year. So yeah, he did a good poker face. Even Professor G was like, oh, now you got Burghardt <laughs> asking me what the big surprise is, and we just had no clue, and then. Finally, one night, Orlando was like, okay, turn on TVG. Here comes the announcement. Uh, yeah. So that would be good for you guys uh, that he wanted to break the news on your show. Yeah, so he broke the news on, on the quarters, I want to say, two weeks back. I want to say, yeah. So we hadn't talked about it officially on the podcast, but Ed Bergar sticking around for another four months left this year and 12 months, so 16 months. Yeah, 16 uh, he's going to get, uh, will we get two more Champion of Champions uh, for him? Uh, yep. We thought this one was going to be the last one. I think. We we're already uh, probably party planning uh, what was going to happen, but uh, yeah, Doc made him another offer. He couldn't refuse. Uh, he just uh, he can't get away from this place. All right, so uh, shout out to Ed, and we'll end that the show on a good note. So we'll see you guys next week. All right, bye everybody.